relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world, she walks into mine. Impressive. Most impressive. Seeing things you people wouldn't believe. You want to talk to God? Let's go see him together. The iconic anthem, it gets the blood pumping, doesn't make you exactly want to move to Philly, but that's not the point of the movie. We are making movies great again with my fabulous co-host. He's the alpha critic on YouTube. His channel, Mr. Reagan USA, is a must-subscribe. Chris Coles, why did you pick Rocky for this week's review? Well, I gotta say, there there are very few films that I watch more than once i watch a film even if it's a classic i watch it once and i'm done with it really rocky is one of those yeah i don't i don't like watching films multiple times i have a friend who watched uh last crusade i think she's told me like 43 times or some <laughs> crazy thing like that multiple that, that times sounds like a great gal yeah she's cool she's she's actually uh, english english girl uh is our favorite movie of all time uh, I've never seen any film that many times. I just don't watch films more than once because I'm a story guy. I want to hear the story. I don't necessarily need to live in the world of the of the film. Uh, if I do want to live in that world, that's awesome. That to me is a sign of a good film. So you're, you're not you're not a secret like, cosplayer. You don't you don't dress up in cosplay yeah. outfits at the weekend. <laughs> no 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 no. I I I I live in the real world. I I uh, try to make the real world as as amazing and fun as i possibly can but uh rocky is one of those films that i guess maybe because it came on television so often when i was a kid uh you would watch it over and over again and not only would you watch it over and over again you enjoyed watching it over and over again i don't know if that was just a product of me growing up in the 80s or what but i don't know it's that classic underdog story that and the music as well just everything makes you so enthusiastic it makes you root for rocky and it makes you just like love life and and love being a guy and 
wanting to box and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I have to say, when you chose this, I wasn't ecstatic, yeah. okay? I, Ooh, I, okay? I am an American. I'm a proud American. I love this country. Greatest nation on God's green earth. It is, it is a seminal American movie. For some people, it is about America. But for me, it, and I enjoyed it. I, I watched it again last night, and I enjoyed it. But for me, for the longest time, it's too grimy, it, it, it's mm. too, you know, the 15-year-olds the, the yeah. drinking the malt liquor outside the grocery store on the stoop <laughs> yes. at night. It's like, I don't, I don't need to come home and watch that, you know. Rocky trying to convince the 14-year-old the girl not to become the local, you know, prostitute. That's it's not <laughs> my kind of idea of fun. But <laughs> by the end of the movie, you know, he'd won me over. Let's talk about what is this movie to you? Because it's been described as various things. The story of America. You, you just said the underdog. Some of the makers uh, called it a fairy tale or a folk tale. What mm. best describes Rocky for you, Chris? Well, it's interesting you point out the grime and the dirtiness and the, the grittiness of it. Because I think that that is a product of the 70s. I think there was something in the 70s yeah. that was trendy about being ugly. It's kind of a weird thing, but I mean, it, I mean, it was a movie with an actor and a writer that came out just at the right moment in time. Sylvester Stallone is not a classic. I mean, let me guy. just reiterate what you just said. Whether it's the French Connection or Taxi Driver, mm. I mean, these these filthy depictions of New York or Philly or anywhere, it was really a thing for a few years. Not well, not just that, not just that, but there was a kind of, I mean, the concept of like the big hair. You know, people, right? I mean, like greasy, dirty people. Yeah. That was like a thing yeah. in the 70s. I don't know. There, there was a, there's a famous ad for Volkswagen, uh, for the Beetle, for the Volkswagen Beetle, uh -huh. that just says ugly on it. Right? Yeah, it just says ugly. And then you read it and it's like, our car may not be the best looking car, <laughs> but it, you know, it, it's the most reliable. So you want to buy it. And there was something, and I realized when I was studying graphic design and and thinking about the 70s, that there was a lot about the 70s that was ugly. Like you had these, this like mustard yellow and pea green, and these colors were very popular. The Ford, the Ford Pinto. Look. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There was something about it. It was as if the culture said, you know what? Forget aesthetics. Forget yeah. beauty. We're going to embrace the grittiness of life, and that's truth, right? That's what they thought. And so that's depicted here in Rocky. I think it just came out at the right time. And it doesn't even really look 70s that much, right? He, he added this sort of almost 1930s, 40s yes. look to it. But, but there's two things that I think Rocky is. One, it, it is an underdog story, of course. It's an underdog story in a million ways. Yeah. Uh, but it's also a love story. And yes. it's actually, I would say, even more a love story than it is a sports uh, underdog story uh but we we think of it as that sports story more because that's you know as guys that's what hits us hardest but for rocky you, th you think about it it starts out with him doing a news interview well that's the, be the beginning of his of this epic journey where he's going to fight apollo creed he does this interview and the first thing he does is say is say hey can i just uh, say hi to my uh, girlfriend, Adrian. Into the like, camera. Oh, Adrian, I'm on TV. Yeah, into the camera, right. Uh, look, I'm on TV. And then the last thing he does, after he beats, practically beats the champion of the world, he doesn't even listen to the score. He doesn't listen to the reporters trying to interview him. He just says, he just starts screaming out, Adrian, Adrian. He wants to t to see this girl who he's so in love with, right? It's really a love story for, for Rocky, I think, more than anything. 
No, I, I agree. We'll talk about the relationship there. We'll talk about Talia Shire and her performance. Let's talk about the man that made this possible and just how this is the underdog story itself. He's 28, 29 years old. He's been in a soft porn movie. He's played heavies and, you know, mafia, you know, muscle men. He's had to sell his dog. He's living out of a car. He's homeless for a while. And then he he auditions for a role and he says, uh, I also write as well. And he's got like six scripts in the trunk of his car. And he pulls out one, which they don't want to make, but they like, which they'll make later. And he says, but I've got an idea for another movie. And he goes off four, four days later. He brings in the handwritten script for Rocky. And then they start making it. So let's talk a little bit about Sly. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know what's fascinating to me is the guy's clearly an intelligent person, right? An, an intel nobody as dumb as Rocky, the character, could write the script Rocky, right? No. So Sylvester Stallone will often say that it's a story about me, right? Me and Rocky were the same guy, eh? But <laughs> but actually, he depicts himself as dumber than he is. It's sort of like comedians. Comedians go on stage and they're like, I don't get it. What's the deal with this, right? But really, they're, they're very clever. They're very intelligent people. Sylvester Stallone is playing dumb. He's yes. playing you know, a lot less intelligent than he actually is in this movie. And I think that's partially a reflection of the fact that he, he did kind of talk like this, you know, and he did have like a messed up face, and like people did make fun of him when he was young. I think people did think he was stupid. And so he grew up thinking, you know, I'm going to prove to everybody I'm not stupid. You know, I'm, I'm an intelligent guy. I'm going to do something with myself, right? And he does. And he makes himself one of the biggest stars in the world from this movie. And let's just make – I got so many notes here because I, I, I'm the geeky side of this. You are the right. professional. You are the actor. You are the writer, the content producer. I just want it to be known for the record amongst many of the things to say about this show. Uh, they were given $950,000 to make it. $950,000, wow. uh, and it garnered uh, abroad and in America a cool $225 million. Less than a million yeah. to make. <laughs> That's quite a return, $225 million. Just the score alone, ju just the music, they only had 25. For Bill Conti's orchestrated soundtrack, they gave him $25,000. That's it. We wow. I wonder if he was like a hugely successful no, musician. No, no, at oh, the no, 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 no. So he, he was a nobody. He, no, he, he was a composer who said at the okay. time, I was desperate for work. My wife was paying the bills as a secretary. I get 25 grand to do this thing. I give them all the rights to the music. It becomes this giant thing. And two years later, two years later, he's invited to conduct the orchestra for the Oscars. So, so, so wow. his life changed a little bit. We'll, we'll yeah, talk about yeah. the Bill Conti and the rest. We are making movies again with my buddy, Chris Coles. He's Mr. Reagan on YouTube. You've got to subscribe today. Follow him on Twitter at Mr. Reagan USA. Also, the Alpha Critic channel. I'm Sebastian Gorka. Don't forget, if you enjoy our shows, you can get every single one of them. Don't miss them. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Go to Spotify. Go to Apple Podcasts. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. Leave us a five-star review and share the links with your friends. Every day when I pass a mirror, I still can't believe it. It's me. I'm looking back at myself. I never thought I'd be this fit again, but 42 pounds ago, I decided to take control of my health, and with the help of my PhD weight loss and nutrition, 
I'm so glad I did. The program is simple. Dr. Ashley Lucas and her amazing team customize a plan for your body to make it simple. They even provide 80% of your food at no additional cost. They treat your entire person as one. Dr. Ashley believes that all change starts with the mind. She'll help you to change your behavior when it comes to food and think differently about food so you'll never gain the weight back. Give them a call right now at 864-644-1900 and they can answer all your questions. If I can do it, you can do it. You're listening to America First with Dr. G. It is absolutely shocking every time we check the latest news headlines for the death toll as a result of the earthquakes in Syria and Turkey. The numbers increase. As of Friday, it was 22,000 dead as a result of that more than seven Richter scale uh, catastrophe. We have partnered up with that amazing organization, Food for the Poor, to get aid sustenance and support to those who are suffering who've lost their homes and lost loved ones will you be one of those people please go to my website right now sebgorka.com and click on the help turkey and syria banner give whatever you can 20 bucks 100 bucks whatever you can it makes a difference and you are potentially saving lives that's sebgorka.com s-e-b-g-o-r-k-a sebgorka.com the help turkey and syria banner at the top or just go to uh, your phone and type my name, Gorka, G-O-R-K-A, and text it to 91999. That's my name, G-O-R-K-A, to 91999, or just go to our website, sebgorka.com. All right, it is a love story in part. Let's have a little clip here from uh, the pet shop between Rocky and Adrian. You know, the last turtle food I got here had more moss in it than flight, you know that, Adrian? These moths, they get caught in the turtle's throat right about here in his cough, right? I gotta smack them on the back of the shell, and what do you think they get? Huh? And they get what? Huh? Go what? Show shot. They get show shot. What do you think? Now, it's a fun performance. When I first watched this movie, Chris, I thought, is, does this woman have problems? I mean, is this, is this about a, 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 you know, a person with mental issues? Uh, here's one of the right. digs I have at the movie. I think we have the B-roll. Later on, once the offer has been made and uh, Rocky is watching himself on TV do the press conference about you know, being the Italian stallion, from that moment in the film, I'm not kidding, guys. Go home and watch it. Before the film, Rocky is grungy, ugly, oily hair. She's got the ugly glasses on. As soon as he becomes the contender, he starts getting handsome, combs his hair. Her gla- you never see her glasses again. For the next 50 minutes, her glasses have disappeared, and she starts to look sexy. It's a little, it's a little bit artificial. It's a little on the nose, Chris. No, no, I don't think so because it's. I mean, I don't think it's artificial. Yeah, it is on the nose. It's on the sure. nose. But, but the you no, know, I don't think it's artificial. I'll tell you why. This is a story. Uh, like I said, it's an underdog story, but it's a story of of two underdogs, really. Right? I mean, her brother, her her own brother is like, you know, what are you dating her for? She's a loser. You know what I mean? And it's about these two people, this man and this woman, both losers, but together. They actually make a pretty good team. They yeah. actually make a pretty formidable team. And so together they improve each other. 
he's like, look, she's got some gaps. I got some gaps. We fill each other's gaps. I don't know. You know, it's like it's like a, it's what you would expect to hear a dumb guy say. But that sounds profound. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it is kind of profound. You know, it is. It, it really is what the, they are together. He makes her better. She makes him better. And that's why they had, at the end of the movie, he's not listening to anybody else. He's just calling for this girl that he's so madly in love with, you know. And let's talk about her brother, Paulie, who is uh, uh, Rocky's best friend, this guy who's constantly co- you know, <clears throat> compensating for having a loser's complex. Uh, did you yeah. know that Paulie in the original script was meant to be Adrian's Jewish mother? Oh, no, I didn't know that. That's yeah. fascinating. She wasn't that. Italian. She was Jewish. And he falls in love with her. And she has this overbearing, domineering Jewish mother. They decide to scrap that. He had to rewrite it. And just a few words about the man who plays this. Just fascinating stuff. So the individual who, who, who played the, the Paulie, the character, um, he was actually a Marine. And in the Marine Corps, his, he's called Burt Young, theatrically. That was his, his actor's name. His name is actually Gerald Tommaso de Luis. So he is Italian. He was in yeah. the Marine Corps. He, he fought 34 boxing matches in the Marine Corps and won oh, 32 wow. of them. 32. Oh, he's a real boxer. A oh, real boxer. A real boxer. We'll wow. talk about who taught, uh, uh, who taught Sly and who taught um apollo to to box but talk about these performances because these are hard to watch because you know these are not successful individuals but paulie's Mm. performance especially i mean it's it's you know in the meat locker when he loses his temper and smashes up the house this is real drama chris yeah and and you know it's it's amazing every time we look at one of these films I talk about how they had this sort of cavalier way of acting back in the day, this naturalistic way where they throw away lines. They would kind of mumble through their lines sometimes. They'd talk like real people in the moment. You really believe it. You know, even with the, like the low quality microphones, they didn't care. They would just like, you know, they would act as if they would act in real life. And, and it's amazing to me that they could get such brilliant performances out of guys like, like that. Just He seems like a regular guy. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, you know, in, in Hollywood today, everything is just so to, – today things seem much more artificial, I feel like, than all the way back then. This character, though, is a fantastic character because you, you, know, you, you, you need a foil to Sylvester Sloan. Sylvester Sloan's a loser, but this guy's a real loser. You know? And it's like his, like his, his like pathetic friend who makes him look great despite, despite the fact that he's kind of a loser himself – and you can kind of see why he and the girl fall in love. But also what's really fascinating is that actually Polly's kind of a hero in a way too. Despite the fact that he's this greaseball. Well, okay. So Sylvester Stallone's character, Rocky, he can't talk to Adrian. He's trying. He asks her out. She won't go out with him. She's too shy. She's painfully shy. There's this brutal scene, brutal scene, where he goes into the kitchen and he, well, this is this is even more brutal. This is actually, you know, showing sort of with, like with the baseball the bat. But before you, I think you're going to talk about Thanksgiving night, right? Yeah, yeah. He Thanksgiving night. Sylvester Stallone's character Rocky wants to go take out this girl Adrian, which is weirdly a guy's name in my yeah. mind. But yeah, yeah okay. Totally. So he goes he goes to take out this girl Adrian, who's the sister of his good friend Paulie, and Paulie. Is like, you know what? She's never going to get married. She's going to die alone. I got to get her to go out with this guy, Rocky. So he says, he says you're going to go out with this guy, Rocky, tonight. She goes, it's Thanksgiving. I can't go out. I got, I got a turkey in the oven. So he goes, oh, you got a turkey in the oven, huh? He, he takes the turkey out of the oven. He takes one drumstick off. 
And he goes, throws the rest of it into the alley. He goes, ah, oh, you want the turkey? Go get the turkey. It's on the alley. What a, and she starts crying because yeah. you know, she spent so much time working on this. It seems like such a brutal thing for a brother to do. And it is. You know, it's a brutal thing. But it's, he does it to get her to go out to right. have a good life. And it works. And they get married and they live happily ever after, right. you know. So Polly's really kind of a hero in this movie as well. Interesting. He is the catalyst that goes without saying absolutely. We're talking Rocky making movies great again here on America First. If you enjoy the show, follow us on all social media channels that matter. We are available on Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Getter, Telegram, Cloud Hub. You can watch us. Yes, indeed. Go to SalemNewsChannel.com. And if you want access to my personal products every single day, SebastianGorka.Substack.com. That's my name, one word. SebastianGorka.substack.com. If you are America First, you better be wearing America First. You better have America First in your pocket. How do you do that? You go to our store, SebGorkaStore.com. Hottest selling item still today. Can't make them fast enough. Is the FBI t-shirt jointly released with Chris Plant. But this time it stands for Fascist Bureau of Intimidation. The latest product is our Elon Musk hashtag Twitter files. Are you paying attention? T-shirts and mugs. And you you demanded it. You called in. We made it. It is now the America First Challenge Coin with President Trump. America First and our motto, stay frosty. All available at SebGorkaStore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, SebGorkaStore.com. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented the MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest and coolest pillow you'll ever own for my exclusive listeners that my pillow 2.0 has a buy one get one free offer with promo code gorka my pillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100 made in the usa and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee just go to mypillow.com click on the radio list of square for the buy one get one free offer enter promo code gorka or call 800-829-8468 that's code g-o-r-k-a goat today with the deepest voice in talk radio dr sebastian gorka hey you got something for me yeah there was some guy here from miles juggins looking for you they need sparring partners for follow free put me on there's a car who was it here about an hour ago I'm probably look for spawn bodies for Creed, you know. I said that before, you dumb dago. You know, I've been coming in for six years. In six years, you've been sticking it to me. I want to know how come. You don't want to know. Yeah, I want to know how come. You want to know. I want to know. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Because you had the talent to become a good fighter. And instead of that, you became a leg breaker. To some cheap second-rate loan shark. It's a living? It's a waste of life. 
I just love that it's a living, just the way that Sly drops that in there. Let's talk about Burgess Meredith. He wasn't the first uh, choice for, for, for Mickey. Uh, they asked some far bigger actors who refused to audition. Their egos were too big. Uh-huh. Burgess yeah. Meredith said, I, I got no problem auditioning. He becomes Mick or Mickey. What a superb performance. Yeah, and it's funny because when I was a kid, I didn't really associate him with the other two characters that I would now associate with Burgess Meredith. The Penguin from yes. Batman, right? He played the Penguin, which oh, apparently That, that was my childhood. Playing. I mean, him as the Penguin was my childhood as reruns. <laughs> yeah, me too. I would watch I would watch Batman when I was a little kid. And uh, and then there was this um, episode of the Twilight Zone. Yes, that I, oh, the guy I with the glasses. The, very, the guy with the glasses. It's called. Uh, I think it's called um, Time Enough at Last or something like that. Oh, or all the, the time. Man, in we, the we world, can't, no spoilers. Like no spoilers. But I that, won't spoil it. It it, it is. I believe it, it is the best oh. episode of the Twilight Zone ever. It oh, really come on. that 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 and, and that and Bill telling. Shatner. That and Bill Shatner. Oh yeah, yeah with yeah, the with, with the, the gremlins. monster at the wing. Yeah 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 yeah. Um, hang on, but, but a... yeah, no, no, I, I, I absolutely love that. It's, it's time it's, enough it's, at last. You're right. Time enough. Time at last. enough yeah, yeah. at last. One of the most spectacular episodes of of the Twilight Zone, if not the very best, and I think it was the second ever episode of the show, or so, so, something around that. Uh, it was it was an early episode in season one, and uh, just such a different character. This is such a different character than the Penguin, which is such such a theatrical, like a almost like musical theater type, you know, campy character. And then the Time Enough at Last character was such a, like a nebbish bookworm type. And then this guy is such a hardened, you know, uh, grizzled old man. I mean, he really looks like a former boxer. Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> like his face looks like it got beat up, you know, for 20, 30 years, something like that. So, and, and this uh, scene, really be- this casting. scene in the apartment, I mean, just the pathos. I mean, because you know that he's desperate. This is his, you know, this is Mickey's last chance at at something meaningful. And he sees, oh my gosh, if I I could hitch my wagon to to Rocky's wagon train now, he's desperate. And then the, the, the pent up six years of frustration from Rocky, the fact that he just took his locker away from him a couple of days ago. It's one of the best scenes in the movie. Oh yeah, this is a father-son yes. dynamic here, right? Uh, this is, you know, I when I'm watching this this time, I was thinking about what was in Sylvester Stallone's mind as he's writing this movie, and I'm thinking, you know, he's he, I, I I looked it up when he was married. He was married like the year before he wrote this yeah. uh, movie, so I'm thinking he's got this idea of what does a young man want in life? He wants uh, a wife. He wants a woman who's loyal, who loves him, you know, and so he he writes this love story. He wants uh, some success. He wants some acclaim. He wants some respect from the world, right? So he writes this underdog story. And, you know, Sylvester Stallone had had some success already. He'd had some success already as an actor. And so he probably endured a little bit of this in real life, where he had some people who were probably a bit cruel to him, yeah. maybe even enemies coming up to him and going, Hey, hey, man, Sylvester, you remember me? Yeah, I loved you in that thing. You were great. You were wonderful. And he's like, oh, you, you hated me. A couple, and I actually had this when my show blew up, my, my YouTube channel first blew up. There was this guy. He absolutely hated me. This is back when I – many years ago, I used to do um, valet parking. And this guy was such a jerk. He, I think – I worked with a bunch of black guys. I think he liked 
black culture or something. There was this, this white kid from the East Coast who was always trying to get in with those guys. <laughs> and he didn't like that I was buddies with all of them, you know, and I'm this Republican, you know, and he's like, what do you what do you like this guy for? You know, kind of thing. And he always hated me. And then he saw my channel and he writes me and he's like, hey, man, I'm doing music and all this. You got to ha- you got to work with me on your show and all this. And I'm thinking, I don't I don't you know, I don't want to work with you. You know, who are you? Like, why are you why are you talking to me now? Because you see, I got this, you know, all these followers on YouTube or something like that. And this is, I think, probably what Sylvester Stallone was dealing with. And he writes it into the script. So I yeah. think he was just writing a lot of his real life into this movie suddenly you become popular and the people crawl out of the woodwork who wouldn't give you the time of day we're making (laughs) we're making movies again i'm sebastian gorka my buddy chris coles mr reagan on youtube coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios relief factor if you're in daily pain if you've tried everything else and failed to find relief do yourself a favor. Do what I did four years ago. Order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do, and I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three days, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me and for half a million other people other people across the country, like Debron from Massachusetts. This is her story. I just started taking Relief Factor four days ago. My hip pain is gone. I had a horrible time sleeping because of the pain. I absolutely love how I am feeling. Thank you. That should be you. That could be you. There's only one way to find out. Do it today. You deserve to be the next success story, and there's only one way to find out. Call 800-583-84, relieffactor.com. That's 800-583-84, relieffactor.com. ReliefFactor.com Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Boldly go where no show has gone before. America first. Hey, your old man did pretty good tonight. Why weren't you there, huh? You should have seen me. You guys hungry? No? Here you go. Here you go. You want to see your friend Moby Dick, huh? Hey, don't Moby Dick, you miss me today or what? Huh? Huh? Here you go, say hi. You know, if you guys could sing or dance, I wouldn't be doing this, you know? <laughs> I'm not saying he's Laurence Olivier, but but it's a compelling performance. And 
I, I was yeah. thinking as watching it when, when you see him walking around. Just the way he he walks is this kind of I want to be the big man, but I'm not sure I'm the big man. J- just the the gate, this this kind of slightly crippled character internally, and then just the delivery of the lines, and and also the softness when he refuses for the mob guy to break the thumb of the the person who owes him two hundred bucks, and then later there's that moment I think with Adrian when he's yeah it's it's Adrian in the apartment. And he's got all the photographs of his old fights, and he pulls them out of his wallet. These, you know, this this is a guy who's soft inside. What do you think, as an actor? What do you think of of Sly's first big performance? Yeah, no, I think he he is Olivier. I think he is brilliant. You know, I, I think these guys. You know, I th- I think people kind of um, overlook sometimes uh, performances that are in films that are are you know too pop culturey. Right. I mean, this this film has become so legendary. Yes. It's become iconic. You know, we don't really think of Rocky as this, uh, you know, you know, absolutely brilliant film that's, uh, you know, Oscar worthy. But I think it did win like Best Picture. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I got it here. Uh, 1977 nominated for 10, 10 no. Oscars. It walks away with Best Picture. Best director and best editing. Three. Three Oscars. Yeah, yeah as well it should have. As what well, it really truly is a masterpiece of cinema. And, and what's funny is you can actually hear the film uh reel rolling because it was like the audio wasn't perfect, right? Like whoever they hired to do the audio. Oh, some some of the scenes, the right. film the, the audio is garbage. When he's walking around the gym, <laughs> when he's walking around the apartment, you can you know he's walking off one boom mic to another. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can hear like it, the audio is like in the distance. Yeah, right? it's very, it's a very sort of independent film. Like it's very gritty. Right. The way that it's shot is very sort of like, um, it's not very professional, right? Uh, you know, for you know, considering like comparing it to like other right. Hollywood movies at the time, uh, and and you can actually hear the film reel in some scenes going, <laughs> you know, the film going through the the canister. and uh, and yet and yet it's so perfect. I mean, I you know, we talked before about. The Back to the Future script and how some professors teach this is like the perfect screenplay. I would actually say this is an example of an actual perfect screenplay. I think I think you're onto something. I, I think this is light years ahead of, of Back to the Future. Back to the Future is maybe something you can watch again more easily as a popcorn movie, but here, yeah, th- this this is really and for a guy who it's his first script, I mean, absolutely stunning. Not only that, it, it may have been rough around the edges technically, but it's also historic. Let's put up a – there's a visual of, of the cameraman um, that I want to talk about, Garrett Brown. Garrett Brown invented for something for this movie that was crucial to not only the fight scenes but the training scenes. Garrett Brown is in the center there, striped jersey, six foot six tall. He basically invented the Steadicam. When, when they wanted to follow him up the stairs outside the Museum of Art, when they wanted him in the ring, he said, well, I can't get in there with a dolly track. I can't have a dolly track around the meat locker when you're swinging in between the slabs of beef. He actually built out of pieces of you know, rods of steel and bolts. He built the first Steadicam. And, and, and I mean, that's stunning. For a film that had $900,000, you, you change the industry. This scene is him running sideways, holding the Steadicam he invented, not looking at the stairs as Stallone is running up those 72 stairs. That was invented on the set, Chris. 
That, that's amazing. Actually, I didn't know that. And, and looking at that photo that you just posted, the harness that he's wearing looks exactly like the modern Steadicam harness. I mean, it's like they took his design and that just became the Steadicam and it's been the same all these years. That's crazy. And what an iconic moment. What an iconic scene. And it's just, yeah, people don't really think about, of, about Rocky as a piece of art anymore. I think they think of it as a piece of, you know, pop culture. Right. You know, just 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 something that we remember as part of American history, part of the culture. But we don't think of it as as the art that it is. Maybe because of the sequels and how they, you know, they, especially like Rocky Five, it started <laughs> to get a little bit cheesy there. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and people started to forget the art. But this is really art. This is really art. I think. All right, let's put them since we just had the the steps. Let's put up the statue. The sats. I didn't realize this until this morning. I was doing some final research. The statue they made for, what was it, Rocky IV, that they put at the top of the stairs in Philly. Um, I guess the uh, Wokeristas didn't like it. It has since been moved from there, and it is at the bottom of the stairs. Did you know that? The Rocky has been demoted in Philly, Chris? That's really sad, actually. Isn't that pathetic? That is really sad. I don't, I don't, you know what's interesting is like... Uh, Philadelphia is uh, is not the best city in America anymore. You no. know what I mean? Like it used to be. I mean, for many years it was this icon of American history. Yeah. You know, it, it was an important, important city. And now, you know, what do you think about when you think of, uh, you know, you think of like uh, swarms of uh, kids robbing like the CVS or something. Right. You know what I mean? It's 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 a kind of a brutal place now. And and yeah, it's kind of woke. It's kind of left. Like it's very left. I think they had this. Um, prosecutor there that wouldn't uh that wouldn't prosecute crimes the same thing that they have in la and, and san francisco and it's this like george soros uh, uh funded prosecutors prosecutor. right yeah yeah but, yeah but but if this were any other city this movie wouldn't be rocky i mean philly is a character yeah. in this movie right oh huge yeah huge and and like i said it had that that texture of the 70s that was so popular that sort of gritty texture that worked so well for this i mean it was the right movie at the right time with the right actor with the right music i mean the music was was perfect and it was just a, it's a it's it's a perfect film it's a perfect film filmed by the way i just want to get all these facts out because i did my homework filmed in 28 <laughs> days 28 wow. Days. All right, we are making movies great again. The movie is Rocky. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is the Salem News Channel. We are coming to you from just outside the insalubrious, fetid, dank, and rank malodorous swamp that is Washington, D.C. From the ReliefFactor.com studios. Relief Factor, pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating half a million Americans right now, me included, with ingredients that attack the cause of the pain, which is the inflammation. But it's not just me. It's people like Yvonne from California. Let me tell you about Yvonne. This is her story. Both my husband and I are in our 70s and are so grateful to have found Relief Factor. We tried so many other solutions, but none of them have given us the freedom of being pain-free like Relief Factor. Just those two words, pain-free, should be reason enough for you to try the three-week quick starter pack by ordering it at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do, and I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me, Yvonne, and 500,000 of your fellow Americans, you owe it to yourself. What have you got to lose? I mean, apart from the pain, nothing. Am I right? Call today. You deserve to find out if you could be the next success story. 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. That's 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com.
Last final thoughts, uh, Chris, uh, Rocky. Why, why is it, even if he doesn't win, why does this have such a place in the heart of all normal Americans? Well, you know, we, I keep calling this the ultimate underdog story. And yeah. the reason I keep saying that, it's not because Sylvester Stallone played this character who was like a washed-up, local, low-level boxer. That's really not why. If you listen to Apollo Creed speak, he's not just the best boxer in the world. He's also highly intelligent. Rocky, kind of dumb. He's well-spoken. Rocky, he doesn't speak so good, right? right? Like everything – he's professional. He's a clean-cut guy. He wears suits. You know, This guy is rich. He's good-looking. Sylvester Stallone, not the best-looking guy in the world. You know what I mean? Like, he's going up against this guy that beats him on every level. You yes, know what I mean? Yes, And this yes. is like – this is the forgotten American man, right? This is the guy wow. that Trump was speaking to I like and that, that Biden forgot about. You know what I mean? I like that. I like that yeah. a lot. I like that a lot. That it, This is – this is the, the middle America that is derisively referred to as, you know, the flyover states. Ro- Rocky represents the common man who doesn't give up and built America. And by the way, there is no villain in this movie. Mm-hmm. Apollo Creed is not a villain. No. Apollo Creed is, is depicted as an intelligent, respectable person yeah. who just underestimates yes. the will and the determination of the underdog, of the of the regular man. He forgets that he used to be a regular man back in the, the old days, right? right? And how did he become the champ? The same way that Rocky nearly becomes the champ in this movie here. He, he just underestimates this guy, just as many American men are underestimated to this very day. And, uh, and so he's not a bad guy. There is no real villain in this That's film. That's so it's fascinating because you, you are told that you always have to have a villain. You have to have the antagonist or the protagonist, yeah. and there isn't. There really isn't. I think, I think, the, I think that the only, the only antagonist is fate, mm. that, that Rocky right. is prepared to take on fate and say, no, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to prove you wrong. All right, yeah, that the was world, far- in a way, is the bad guy. Yes. Yes, the circumstance, circumstance, circumstance. circumstance. All right, we salute you, Burgess Meredith, everybody involved in this movie uh, who we've lost. Um, I don't know if we're going to cover the rest of the Rocky movies. You can do that in your own time, dear viewers, dear friends. But are you ready for our next choice of filmic extravaganza? I am excited. I'm excited to hear it. It's got to be. There can be only one choice. First Blood. Oh, yes. Are you, All right. Are you, Set are, in Oregon, where I'm from. Wow. Are you ready? Are you excited? Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I haven't seen that, that movie in a long time. And I actually, First Blood, I've only seen once. Oh, God. That's a movie I have only seen once. I can't stand I him. I only watch movies once. I only watch movies once. Gosh. <laughs> how does he do it? I don't know how many times I've seen that movie. All right, guys. Next time, it's going to be another Sly Classic. Dark, uh, different kind of hero this time with a, an ending, an original ending that we will discuss as well that wasn't the one they actually showed in the theaters, but it is a classic. And again, it created a whole franchise, an incredibly successful franchise. All right, far too much fun. Don't forget, you can always find us uh, on Rumble, on Spotify. Never, ever miss any of our Making Movies Great Again. Uh, follow this man on Reagan, the Mr. Reagan channel on YouTube, on Twitter at Mr. Reagan USA, and the Alpha Critic channel as well. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep your head on a swivel, watch your sits, hold the line, never give up, never give in, and stay frosty. Our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation 
Conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. The world will little note or long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you, and the people... And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. And we will make America great again. This is America First with Sebastian Gorka. (laughs) What do you do when you don't have 36 people working on your one-hour radio show, um, but you have mm, four people working for you, one of them remotely, one of them's on vacation, the other one took a day off, the other one called in sick, and then you realize, oh my gosh, we didn't know that you weren't supposed to go on vacation today. And there's been a bit of miscommunication. And then we lost another guy to some kind of bug. What do you do? Do you worry about it? Do you threaten your producer and say, well, let's just play a rerun? No, you just chill. You have a very big cigar, which I did this morning at about 11 o'clock, sat in my garden prepping for the show, and I said, it's all in your hands, dear Lord, and I think I think our Lord and Creator likes talk radio, because not only did Eric, who was on leave, say, I don't need to be on leave, mission first, not only did Alex, who was, I think, uh, saying hello to the big white telephone all morning, decide he's not that sick, he's going to come into work. Yes, they did, as did John, our engineer, say, I'm going to help you as required. So congratulations to all of you who are committed. Look, look at him. Look at Alex. He's so sick. He's hiding behind the monitor. Uh, Well done, guys. Well done. And Eric is eating his Big Mac because he deserves a Big Mac because you should have been on vacation today. Welcome, dear friends. That is a TMI moment. We don't do too many TMI moments, but uh, we must. uh, Recognition. Recognition is due to our team here at America First. Well done. Mr. G, I think, is going to have to buy uh, lunch and dinner for the rest of the week. Hopefully, he'll be back tomorrow. I don't know. We'll flip a coin. Maybe he will be. All right, guys, the balloon fiasco. Where are we? Let's have a little bit of fun first with the woman who is paid to speak for a living like I am, but she ain't too good at it. This is Karine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary. Why is why is the American military shooting something out of the sky over Canada? Because it's part of a NORAD. There is a, the NORAD is part of like a it, part of a it's a it's a what you call a coalition, a consortium, so a pact okay. exactly. And so that's why we were able to do that again. It, we didn't do it on our own. We did right. it in in uh, in uh, it clearly in 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 in, in step with uh, right. Canada. Canada. I know they tried to change the name of Turkey last week to Turkey. What, do we call France France now? 
Do we call Hungary Magyarország? Canada? Did she just unilaterally change the name of Canada? And no, Canada and NORAD isn't part of a coalition. This isn't the Iraq war. It's not some pact, you morons. It is a joint command, okay? Ah, how do these people get jobs? Anyway, that's uh, the White House press secretary on a friendly, friendly TV channel. Let's actually talk about what happened. In the last four days, we have had, uh, what? Multiple UFOs over the United States. We've had four shot down. One, this is from Newsmax, full credit due. This is a graphic of the events that have occurred since February 4th. Balloon shot down South Carolina. February 10th, first object shot down north of Alaska. 11th, two objects shot down Yukon and Montana. And February 12th, third uh, third object shot down over Lake Huron. Yes, indeed. Those are the events that have occurred in just the last few days. Thank you, Eric. What does it mean? There's so much mm, stuff going on out there that is just misreporting, bad reporting, conjecture based on nary any evidence, if any evidence of at all. And let's stop for a second. What do we know? We know the first vehicle, or if you want. Somebody DM'd me yesterday and said, don't say balloon because people think of, you know, innocuous party balloons or weather balloons. They say atmospheric satellite. That's interesting. I will say surveillance platform or atmospheric uh, satellite to kind of impart that these are a national security issue and a hazard. We know that one a massive one that isn't a weather balloon because most weather balloons are of incredibly short duration. They go up into the atmosphere for a couple of hours, they puncture by themselves, and they come down to Earth with a very light cardboard array package underneath them. It's not a weather balloon. This thing was 200 feet across, solar panels to power it, with some kind of surveillance package array underneath the vessel. That vessel, which is a surveillance platform, is an atmospheric satellite, if you wish, came from communist China, and it traversed the whole of the country. Guys, can we kill that sound? I keep getting a sound in my ear, okay? sounds like some kind of alert. It traversed the whole nation. It flew over our Minuteman silos. It flew over military bases that are highly, highly sensitive and part of our national security complex. Now, that was finally neutralized off the coast of South Carolina. We don't know what has been recovered, if anything, beyond the material of the balloon itself. Whether anything else will be discoverable or released by the Pentagon, impossible to tell. This weekend, three other vessels were shot down. The strange thing is, I listened live yesterday evening to the press conference held by the Pentagon on those shootdowns. Peculiarly, despite this being the most powerful military in the world that is used to doing press conferences, they held it on telephone. Yes, they held a press conference on multiple unidentified flying phenomena, objects in the sky, as if it were a big teleconference. They said that these objects, the last three, were much, much smaller than the first Chinese one. 
but they don't exactly know what they are. Do you feel reassured yet? The New York Times correspondent who was on the call asked the general who was hosting it whether or not they had ruled out extraterrestrials or aliens. I kid you not, the New York Times correspondent said, were there little green men identified, aliens or extraterrestrials? I, I, guess, I guess that's a more reasonable supposition for the New York Times than asking whether or not Hunter Biden's laptop is real. <laughs> that's the priorities of the former gray lady. Now, what does it all mean? We're not going to know exactly why the Biden administration did what they did, and we're probably never going to have them reveal to us why they did it. But here's one theory. Here's my theory. Biden is afraid of China or in the pocket of China through his son, who, remember, got a $1.2 billion deal from the National Bank of Communist China when he was vice president. As a result, he doesn't wish to aggravate China. He's afraid of them, or he's compromised by them. Nevertheless, he has been embarrassed. For four days, the U.S. military refused to do anything about it, despite allegedly the White House saying, get rid of that vessel from our skies. That embarrassment has likely led to this administration saying, shoot anything that looks like a weather balloon in our skies, despite the fact that they have admitted that they don't know what these things are. Is this a prelude to war? You tell me what you think. The number here is 833-33-GORKA. That's 833-334-6752. Coming to you from just outside the insalubrious, fetid, noisome swamp that is Washington, D.C., from the relieffactor.com studios. This is America First one-on-one. If you enjoy the show, make sure that you are subscribed. Never miss any of our one-on-ones. We've got a super fun one for you today. Go to Spotify. Go to Apple Podcasts. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka. Never, ever miss an episode. The subscription is free. Leave us a five-star review and share the links with your friends. Likewise, if you are America First, check out all the Made in America, America First gear at SebGorkaStore.com. Tell the world who you are and what you believe in. S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A Store.com. SebGorkaStore.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.